You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind, man? Man... It's a uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, well, not really. Uh, in Philly, uh, our favorite, uh, one of the uh, top cornerstones of Philadelphia cheesesteak world, Jim Steaks burnt down today. Yeah. But, you know, if you're not from Philly, uh, everybody shows past the genos, but don't sleep on Jim's. Jim's was, Jim's was really good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you, you, you alerted me to that. Yep. You know, Iconic gym stakes on Fourth and South. There, there isn't a day you can walk down South Street and you can't smell gyms from like a couple blocks away. It's like I wish Yankee Candles would have made a, a gym stakes. Yeah, panel, yeah. You know, I mean, prototypical it's, smell of what a cheesesteak should smell like. I'm looking you know? at the fire right now. It's a two alarm fire. It was down on on the 400 block of South Street, which is, I mean, literally in the middle of the shit down there. And um, yeah. it's an iconic location. Like Meanie said, I mean, it's it's like you leave the TLA and you walk. I mean, I know every time I went to a show at the TLA, we'd leave and go either to Jim's or we would go to Lorenzo's, which was down the block if that was still open. But it was like yeah. it's a rite of passage down there. When you, you go to South Street for the first time, and you go to Jim's. That's just the way it works. And according to what and I can like, see, like for, I'm sorry to interrupt, but what, what I've seen on the news right now, too, on the 6ABC report. And, you know, I, I, full disclosure, I was a firefighter many, many years ago. And so when I see something like this, I usually text my my best friend, Lane, who we were in the department together, and he alerted me that it was on fire. He's like, yeah, it looks like a total loss. And, you know, which in the industry, you call it a surround and drown. So that's ba- essentially what they were doing. They're just drowning the place with water. And it's it's a shame. It's a shame, man. A few years ago, Lorenzo's burnt down, too, and they just recently came back. Uh, but Jim's, man, holy shit. And uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Mr. Meany, was perusing uh, the social medias and uh, one of our friends uh, brought up a great point, man. All the autograph photos and stuff that, yeah. that adorn the walls. They're yeah. like all the people who went through there and left off, you know, headshots and all that stuff. They did. That's all gone. Yeah. You know, I'm, you can, you can rebuild, which uh, the owner, I, I was reading up the owner, uh, the son of the original owner who who's carrying on to do it tradition said you know we're gonna rebuild but uh you can rebuild a building but so many memories were in that building yeah you know yeah i plenty of times after you know we're partying at the you know partying at the uh, sit, uh cylinder of sin the travel lodge uh let's go to gyms let's get some steaks you know go down there uh one of my <laughs> one of my favorite memories is um uh, me and Mrs. Me were down South Street. Uh, There's a, a, cl- a club called Lickety Splits, which is above some uh, pizza shop right across the street from Jim's. Mrs. Me runs upstairs and goes, "Hey, I just saw a famous guy. He's kind of like he's kind of like Madden, but for baseball." I, I, I went, "Oh my God, Tommy Lasorda!" She's like, "How do you know?" I was like, "He was on WIP today promoting his wine." She's like, "Yeah, him, him, him." So at the time. You know, uh, the Phillies have been playing the uh, Dodgers in the in the playoffs. And somebody made a, like a L.A. Dodgers looking shirt. Yeah. You know, the L.A. logo, but they added an M and E to it. So it says lame. 
when she runs up to me saying Tommy Lasorda, she just saw Tommy Lasorda go. The reason why I'm bringing it up, he went over to Jim's cheesesteaks. Oh. So I was like, I looked down and I'm wearing that lame shirt, the LA Dodgers oh, lame. No. So we're like, anybody who's got a camera, who's got a camera. You know, this is like, you know, this is how long that is. You know, cell phone cameras really weren't a thing then. So we grab somebody's camera camera. I go down there and we're acting casual. She's smoking a cigarette. I'm standing there. I got my coat covering the M and E and, uh, Tommy Lasorda is walking by with his entourage. They're blitzed. They're hammered. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, he was in town promoting a wine. And I go, oh, uh, uh, Mr. Lasorda. And thank God I, I, you know, I was covering the M&E because somebody in his entourage went, oh, look, a Dodgers fan. I was like, oh, Mr. Lasorda, it'd be, it'd be an honor to get, get a photo with you. He goes, right, make it quick, kid. Like, oh. <laughs> Jesus. I really. If I didn't want that photo, I would have told him to go, you know, go fuck himself. Right, right. So we posed for Mrs. Meany. So our backs are to his entourage, and I slide my jacket open. So I says, <laughs> oh, my God. And, and, uh, I, I cover it back up. I go, oh, thank you, Mr. Lasorda. I heard you on WIP. And his friend's like, oh, we drank so much wine today. And I was like, ah. And that, you know, that's because, of, you know, they're going to, and he's got one of Jim's steaks in his hand. So, oh, like, wow. one of my stories with uh jim steaks that's awesome evolved me uh ribbing tommy lasorda who's kind of a grouch but or was yeah. rest, is, rest in peace i'd love to see that I'd, yeah he's uh, dead yeah he's been dead for uh, i guess okay. when when did he die let me see i'm pulling up on bloomberg here like literally just he was 93 um when hey, he, he's from the area he's from uh norristown 2021 the beginning of 2021 he died Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's I, I would love to see that picture. If you're able to find it, I would love to put that up on the socials because I'm sure that was just fucking incredible. But, yeah, I'm curious to see what happens with this place, man. It's a shame because a lot of these, like you said, I think that's the biggest thing is these is the memories that are in the place, you know, because you can, like you said, you can rebuild it, but you lose a lot of that equity, the history, the history of it. You know, I mean, yeah. you can't get any of that back. And that's it's a shame. But what we can get back is the opportunity to say hi to the pod squad, because you're joining us today, watching us as we record. Shout out yeah. to Shackleford. Shout out to little Jimmy, who's here as well. Uh, we're happy to have you here. Don't forget, patreon.com slash Meanie. Come and join us there as well. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. I haven't been down to South Street in a, in a really long time. Um, it's been probably close to a decade. I just I don't have any reason to go. I think, actually, the last time I was down there, I think it was 2009. Um, we used to go to Fat Tuesdays down there at the bar. Yeah, and we used to uh, we would go to the TLA to watch you know one of the bands that we were hanging out with play down there, and then we go to Fat Tuesdays and get shit faced, and then we'd walk over to gyms and get a cheesesteak, and then we'd be fat and happy for the rest of the night. But you know, it was it was again, it's like you know, you think about all these things that we talk about all the time, like these little like Philadelphia pockets. You know, you go to these little places, and you're like, oh yeah, we were down here at Old City, and we're you know Mad River, and you know, and, oh like Frankfurt Hall, and it's like, oh my god, I've never heard of these places, and I'm like, oh yeah, I was just there last night. You know, like. It just, it doesn't dawn on you when you're, I guess it's something just like rough and gritty about being in Philadelphia and going to some of these spots. But um, I yeah. wonder, however, yes. the big news outside of Vince McMahon retiring, we've got a couple of big news stories that just landed like crazy over the past couple of weeks. It's been a lot of fucking wrestling news going on this week, this past yeah. couple of weeks. So I guess we can start with the creative changes that took place inside of WWE. That's uh, I guess this past week. Was it this week? Yeah, Monday. I think maybe. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened this week, so it's kind of hard to digest. Which, which happened when? Right. What? Ha well, I guess yeah. So we'll just start with that. We're going to uh, Triple H is now officially not just back as officially as the head of talent relations. He's also the head of creative. And yeah. uh, how does that? How do you feel about Hunter or Try or whatever you want to call him? Back as the head of uh, back as the head of talent relations, or actually, well, uh, I'm sorry, the back of the head of uh, as of uh, creative. I mean, well, as far as WWE was, he was head of creative NXT. But um, I'll say this much: I'm sure. Uh, well, we go back a couple of years when I did um, DW Unreleased Volume Three DVD, and to talk to some people behind the scenes and stuff like that. You know, uh, like in ring and you know behind the scenes a lot of people were like holding out hope that one day triple h would take over yeah but nope 
nobody saw it coming this quick, you know, um, but, you know, things happened and things got accelerated and not only is he head of talent, you know, relations, but he's head of creative, which, um, is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, fresh set of eyes, fresh set of energy. Uh, and you know, I mean, look, the proof is in the pudding. Look at what he did with NXT. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a, a lot of people who, uh, used to work there in WWE that probably don't anymore. They're probably like, shit. <laughs> yep. Well, that was, I was going to bring that up is that uh, Fightful Select was reporting that there were a bunch of talent that are either currently with AEW or other promotions and folks who have been released and haven't signed anywhere are now like, well, fuck, we wouldn't have left if Hunter was in charge. We would have stayed, you know, and, and I think that that speaks volumes to him as an individual and him in, in his processes. Yeah, look, you know, I said it before and I'll say it again. Love Vince or hate Vince. <clears throat> he took the wrestling business to a level that others had tried previously tried and failed. Right. But there's, there's gotta be a point where you gotta go, man, you know what? Time to, you know, take a step back willingly take a step back and hand it off, you know, and just, you know, go enjoy the fruit of your labor, go retire, you know, stuff like that. And, hand it off and maybe stay on it as a visor. Like, Hey, I'm having this idea. What do you think? And stuff like that. Uh, but you know, with this, you know, new, uh, insurgence of youth. And, uh, I mean, he's not, he's, he's not a young guy, but he's not old either. He's, he's, he's very seasoned. He's, he's very seasoned where, whether it's in the ring or, you know, running NXT, he's got a lot of experience now. And that's, that's a good thing. And uh, I think you see, well, look, we won't see media changes right away. You don't want to, you know, go ballistic and confuse things. But, you know, this past Raw, yeah, we saw, like, the show opening with a brawl, which was nice, which is a nice change of uh, scenery. And, uh, you know, and then to watch the feedback, it's like, folks, chill out. They're like, oh, well. They, they did one new thing, and then the rest was the same old WWE. Well, yeah, we're a week out from SummerSlam. Well, also, too, we're a week out from the fact that Vince McMahon just retired, right? Like, how much right. of that, and I don't mean to cut in, but it's just like, how much of that is because there were ideas and stuff that was already kind of in play? Right. That, that That's, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, you already have things in play. You already, already have things etched for this pay-per-view. And then, you know, uh, you know, everybody, you know, we were on the air when, you know, there's this story I broke that, you know, Brock le left, but you know, later in the night he had returned for SmackDown. So who knows if that was just like a red herring to fuck with people. Right. But, you know, I guess, or even if he did leave, you know, I can see Vince going, well, Brock, uh, just, uh, for me, for, come on, pal, just, uh, go on back and do the deal, you know? So. But, you know, you're not going to see immediate changes right away. You don't want to just go apeshit and just confuse things. But uh, right. you, over over the course of time, you will, once you go back and realize what it used to be, you'll, you'll slowly start realizing the changes and see how, you know, things will change over the course of time. You just got to give it a little bit of time. You just got to let it play out a little bit. You know, I know that's the big phrase. Oh, let it play out, let it play out. But like legit, we were, we're not even, we're not even two full weeks removed from the news. Right. Actually, I think we're a week today from the news. And yeah. it literally just started. I mean, I'm reading stuff from in front of the show. John Alba's down there covering the Nashville events and also with StarCast. And he's talking yeah. to Paul Levesque tonight. And he asked him a question about Paul Heyman, whether or not Paul Heyman was going to be involved with the creative, and if I may take the stage for a second here, please, Paul, try, Mr. Try, Mr. H, um, please put Paul in a creative position, please, I'm begging you, meaning you could, can you, can you dial up Hunter, we can just give him a call, talk to him right now, uh, no, I'm just kidding, but I, you know, like, Paul Heyman being involved in the creative right now, I never thought that would be a sentence I would say, you know, eight, 13 year old me saying that about, about Paul, but you know, he basically didn't say one way or the other whether he was going to be a part of it. But I think the way that he answered, he was like, the creative process is going to be very collaborative from now on. And 
to say that is a kind of a big deal. You know, I mean, that's that's a to me anyway. And and, and I'd like your take on that. Um, that seems like a real like kind of dynamic shift from what used to be that way, right? Like, I I think it's I think it's going to be a lot different than what it was. Yeah, uh, I mean, you start hearing things. You know, I'm talking to people I know who work there and behind the scenes, and they're like, you know, things could be better, but you know, it just takes a matter of you know, you know who, you know, you know, stepping away. You know, a lot of people have been waiting for this, yeah, to happen. Not that anybody's unappreciative of what Vince had done, but it was time for a change, and it was time to you know, time to just move on and inject some new ideas new some fresh new blood into the uh into the product so a lot of people have been waiting for this day and for him to say you know it's going to be a more of a collaboration from now on uh it's great you know uh there's a lot of talent who may have been disgruntled that might be just gruntled now uh <laughs> what I'm is a little gruntled yeah i'm just gruntled i'm not disgruntled anymore <laughs> uh, that's the name of the show. Disgruntled, not gruntled, not disgruntled. <laughs> but, um, Write it down. Ungruntled. Um, <laughs> ungruntled. But uh, no, it just, you know, hopefully this uh, is a healing process for those who felt like they weren't being heard, uh, whose ideas, you know, who, people who felt like they were being overlooked. You know, um, the most important thing you can do is make everybody on the show important. Everybody have a role. Right. Everybody have a storyline. Kind of like the Attitude Era. Everybody on the show needs to mean something. And, you know, hopefully going forward, that's what happens. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, I, I I I couldn't even fathom to make a prediction. But yeah, it's too much. You know, we'll, we'll be seeing that, like, an integration of some new talent. We'll probably see, you know, maybe some old people, not like not old people, but people who used to work there coming back. Maybe we'll see like H- when you say old folks, we'll see Hogan in the ring, you know, again. Well, no, I mean, like, I you know, know, I know I'm just teasing, you know, bring, uh, you know, bring road dog back, you know, just uh, stuff like that. You know, just people with good ideas who uh, have a one foot in the present and one put, foot in the, uh, the old school. Right. Somebody who can do that. And I think also, too, I'm, I'm also, like, kind of happy that Jeff Jarrett is in a position of power, too, because, yeah, you know, he's the head of the top. He's the head of live events. He's the vice president of live events or the director, whatever you want to call it. But I also think mm-hmm. he's he's in a very unique creative position in some ways. You know, well, he's, he's, third, he's third generation. How can you, you know? ignore that? How can you ignore the ideas that he had? I mean, not for anything like he obviously did something right to be where he is. And I, I just think there's a lot of there's a lot of fresh blood that seems to be flowing there. Um, but I'm curious to know your thoughts. I know that there's been some reports from our dear friend, Dave, that mm-hmm. uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks are being spoken to about potentially coming back, trying to smooth over those tides. And, Good. you know, there's, there's obviously been, you know, some collaborative talk about Bray Wyatt coming back potentially. Um, you know, suddenly now that Riddle has the injury, the next stinger, um, Seth Rollins is without an opponent. Uh, at SummerSlam, and we all know what happened the last time Seth Rollins had a, didn't have an opponent going into a major <laughs> pay-per-view. Uh, but I'd be curious to see if, if if Bray came back. I mean, honestly, like the, the, it seems like the the possibilities are endless. But the other thing I wanted to talk about with this about before we transition into the next topic was Tony Khan made some comments after the, I think it was the Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor um, pay-per-view. They were doing the media scrum, and someone asked him now that Triple H and Stephanie were in charge if it would be possible to eventually see that collaborative world open up between WWE and AEW. And I know we, everybody constantly talks about it and I'm just curious to see if, if that's actually going to occur now, because it seems like maybe triple H would be a lot more open to those kinds of things. But then yeah. I don't, I don't really know him. So what do you, what, what's your take on that on, on Tony's comment? It'd be beneficial for everybody, you know, um, you know, have a you can literally have a WrestleMania or a Super Bowl of wrestling where you're gonna have the ultimate, you know, night of champions where you know the best of all the promotions championships from you know WrestleMania from WWE, 
AEW, Ring of Honor. Hell, they've they've had an Impact Champion on in the Royal Rumble in the right. in the late in the Royal Rumble. You got somebody from Impact, and you know uh, what's the saying? A high tide lifts all boats, right? You know, so it lifts all ships. So WWE does that. You know, have a little bit of a cross. I don't know how the networks would uh, right look at that, but you know, I think it still would be mutually beneficial. And uh, but the thing is, I don't want to see it coming. I just want it to happen. You know, I was just going to say that's kind of how I want it. I don't want to know what's going to happen. I don't want to know what's going to take place. I just want to see. Yeah. I just want to see MJF walk through the curtain. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's all I want. I mean, why not? And and it, it could play. Dude, if MJF walked out on Monday Night Raw, and all they have to say is, "What is he doing here? Are we allowed to show him on camera? Can we get sued?" Right. And, and like, just have the cops grab him. Yeah, yeah. Have and it real Scott Hall style. Yeah, that could be a true NWO like moment. You know? Oh my God, he, he's from the other company. Are we allowed to show him? You know that kind of shit. You know. Fuck, and, it, man. and it brings intrigue. It brings, you know, well, oh my God, what was that? The butterflies, you know, the bubble guts, you know, of the excitement of seeing something unexpected happen like that. But you know, the whole thing too about it, I just kind of sparked in my head when you said that. Have CM Punk be Hollywood Hogan, but let him come in and just say whatever he wants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have Punk come in and just talk shit and just rip the place apart. Have pipe bombs every night. Oh my god, dude! That'd be unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. That's the one guy. That's the one guy I don't see participating in it because oh. you know. Oh well. Now that Vince yeah. is gone, maybe. Well, no, he, I, I, I think he had the issues with uh, Triple H as well, but um, yeah. Who knows? I don't know. But yeah, there's there's so many, you know, scenarios that you can play out that would be exciting and and fun. You know. Speaking of scenarios, I'm thinking about transitioning into our next topic wrestling related got the news the other day this was monday or tuesday that wrestlemania 40 is going to be held in our city the Uh city of brotherly love philadelphia pennsylvania at the lincoln financial center and i have one question to ask you blue meanie when are they going to announce you Uh, for the andre the giant battle royal because now my mind is spinning right like i'm like hall of fame Single induction, Blue World Order, and ECW original. So you're a three-time, count them three-time Hall of Fame entry. You go, you're the sec, you're, you're you're you put over somebody new inside of the inside of the Andre Battle Royal. Fuck it, actually just win it, and then you're you're out there representing our city, and then you get to stand on the stage and do the the whole thing three times with the Hall of Fame. I, for one, am here <laughs> for it. Hey man, well I definitely think there should be some kind of. Uh recognition for ECW at WrestleMania 40 in Philly, you know, especially with the Hall of Fame. Hopefully there's like an ECW class, you know, you know, especially being part of the BWO and stuff like that. It would be, it would be awesome. Uh, Again, that's not up to me. That's up to uh, the higher, the the higher powers within the WWE, but uh, it's, it's going to be great. Uh, you know, when uh, WrestleMania comes to a town, the, the city as a whole benefits. You know, they're going to come into town, say, Thursday, and they probably won't leave until Wednesday. Right. They bring the Hall of Fame. They bring SmackDown. They bring two nights of WrestleMania. They bring a Monday Night Raw. And then, of course, you know, every independent promotion will descend on the city of Philadelphia. I'm sure the 2300 Arena will be booked to the gills, so to speak. Which uh, I'll be there this Saturday for Icons of Wrestling. Uh, yeah, this August, uh, this Saturday, August sixth. Uh, but you know, um, yeah, that the, that building will be running nonstop for sure. Uh, WrestleMania week, but uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be awesome. You know, uh, hopefully that hopefully I can work some kind of magic and have some kind of uh, involvement somehow. Uh, just because a, I'm a cheap date. It's Philly. Uh, <laughs> we could walk. I, we could catch the train right up to the fucking link. We'd be fine. Yeah, you know, I was part of WrestleMania 15. That was here. Um, but like I said, ECW being a huge part of the, you know wrestling history, 
uh, ECW being the, you know, the thing that kind of fired up the attitude era, you know, you know, Vince like, Oh, we always had that. Well, yeah, mm. no, not really. Did you though, Vince? Did you? No, no. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, value said there might not be an attitude era. So hopefully, you know, there's some kind of acknowledgement along the lines, you know, that, that, that week, that weekend. So know, for rough, yeah. I guess the question would be for me is the only person that could induct you guys. Cause obviously we know in some capacity they're going to acknowledge, I'm just putting it out into the fucking universe right now, man. Like that's what I do. I'm going to manifest this shit. We already know some capacity of the Blue Mania is going into the Hall of Fame in WrestleMania 40, right? Other than, than obviously, you know, the bluest meaning. Who else is on your list to go in as an ECW class? Like, do you think they do it as like a, like a group? Who would you want to? I mean, who do you think? It, I mean, obviously. It would have to be a class, you know. Right. Even if it's like the barely legal class, which was ECW's first pay-per-view, you know. The Dudley's already in, so they could be a, a two-time. Right. RVD's already in, so that would make him a two-time. Probably you know, get Lance, Lance Storm, the FBI, Shane Douglas, Francine. Taz, you'd have to put in there. Taz, BWO, you know. You know, the, the ECW as a whole, you know. Those, you know, the people who are there, you know, during the, uh, during that you know, time. the hottest yeah, between 96 to 99, 98. I know I'm, I'm kind of messing around here talking about me going into the Hall of Fame, but I, I'm like, I'm being serious now. I'm being genuine. Like, as someone who grew up in the Attitude Era and as someone who watched you guys religiously, you, it's long overdue. An ECW class in any capacity, you know, right? They've recognized the Dudleys and they've recognized RVD. Paul Heyman obviously has to go into the Hall of Fame at some point in some capacity as well, but like, it's it just feels like like lots of WCW guys have gone in, right? Yeah, lots of time has gotta go in. Right, you know? right. And you just at some point you just have to acknowledge, like, okay, we got a lot of guys from ECW that we need to catch up on. Let's just get it, you know, let's give them their due. Let's give them proper proper acknowledgement for their contribution to what this the industry that we love so much. And I think it's I really do. I think it's long overdue. But um yeah. I think hopefully they make they handcraft you a very special blue ring with the hall of fame i'm not fucking stopping man i'm gonna go i'm pushing this man every week we're gonna start a hashtag right now meanie mania 40 i'm gonna tweet that shit it's what is it now what is it? it's july of 2022 you got like another year and a half of this shit brother it's gonna be fucking you know what we're gonna do it we're gonna do it and we're gonna do some celebratory farts i can't remember what regular air smells like in preparation of your hall of fame speech <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude it's gonna be a good time yeah uh, i'm looking forward to it man it's gonna be fun a, a few people have already reached out like uh, i just did a interview locally with uh kyw news which by time this uh, by the time our show airs monday it, i think it's happening saturday i'm gonna be on kyw uh news uh i was on wip uh 94 wip the local sports station talking about well, you know what it means for uh WrestleMania to come to Philly. And uh, like I said, hey, I'm a cheap date. So, man, just uh, <laughs> I know Honky Talk Man turned down the Hall of Fame because it was in his hometown. He's like, no, I want them to fly me. You don't have to fly me. Um, <laughs> I'll do her. You know, just uh, I won't even ask for validation. You know, I'll, I'll pay for myself. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, you know, look, if it happens, I'd be awesome. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, ultimately, it's not up to me. So we'll see. Honestly, if you if if they do, and let me let me say it this way: when they do put you in the Hall of Fame, I will personally pay for your <laughs> Uber to get there. So, uh, no, I'm I'm very excited, man. We're it's gonna be a family affair going over there. Everybody's been I've been getting blown up on my phone um, about you know WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia, whether or not we're gonna go, and app, the answer is yes. Um, I'm just I'm hyped, man. I've never been to a WrestleMania before. I've never. You know, the last one that came to Philly, we didn't make. I don't know why, but we didn't go to it. And uh, I'm just excited to get the experience and to go and enjoy it. So really looking forward to it. It's going to be great for the area, too. Um, you can't ever have enough wrestling um, at one time. But, boy, I'm, I'm fucking hyped. Um, also, speaking of being hyped, Vanessa is here with us as well. She just saw Virgil. Just saw Virgil <laughs> down there in Nashville, but no sign of Josh. But I did get a photo on my messenger from Shackleford. Here he is. Here he is. There's real dad right there. 
inside of Nashville. Josh Chernoff down there awesome. with Shackelford with a tie. Speaking of Virgil, I saw Virgil last week at uh, Legends of Hamburg, which uh, Legends of Hamburg, uh, a top-notch wrestling convention. I had a great time. That's awesome. Uh, thank you to everybody behind the scenes who had me there. Dude, I was there from that morning until, like, they had a, a show that night, and I, I stuck around and watched some of the show, and I had a great time. Um, uh, oh, speaking of... I saw Shackleford there at uh, Legends of Hamburg. I also saw Andy Schlichter. What up? At, uh, he, he he was hanging out, and which brings me to this. Uh, I definitely got to open up this seltzer. He gave me a seltzer last week. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna hang on to this. I'm gonna open up on the uh, air uh, next week. So if you allow me to open this bad boy early, it's it's uh, a root beer seltzer by Focus. Ooh, look at that. The pH, as we do in Philly, everything's pH, you know, you know, like, you know, uh, when it's 2008 Phillies won, uh, the world series, a bunch of shirts that came out said, finally, yeah, the pH. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to to open up this bad boy. What's it say? It says naturally energizing, sparkling water. And I believe it has a little bit of caffeine in it. There you go. Hopefully it doesn't, hopefully it doesn't energize your colon too much. No. Caffeine from tea. So we'll see how this works. So three, two, one. Mm. Excellent. Man, that sounds delicious. I picked the uh, wrong week to clip my nails. So. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm over I'm somehow I ended up on Jim Stakes Twitter while I'm pulling up the Ask Me Any questions and I'm I'm just seeing that there are posts and stuff. They're just talking about how, you know, they had a bad day. And uh, everybody else is safe, which is great. And I don't know when they'll be back in business, but it's going to be quite some time, I'm sure. Um, but how's your uh, how's your seltzer? I drank it too quick. Uh, do you ever drink something so quick that your your whatever pipe that goes down that expands too quick? Yes. So I'm just like I'm like, ooh. Sit there and you do this whole thing where you're like, oh, fuck, I'm yeah. choking. But am I choking? I'm not. Yeah. Is that a heart attack? Um, Maybe. Not. No, that no, no, very good, very good seltzer. So, uh, good. thank you to Mr. Slichter. Um, also, I gotta give a shout out, thank to my friend Nick Clark, uh, from Nick Clark Art on Instagram. Uh, he gave me a really cool shirt design, which is I just have up at uh, Pressing Tees, uh, dot com slash Blue Meanie right now. He, uh, he redid the Van Halen 1984 album cover. Cool, but it's Baby Blue Meanie. Uh, and stuff smoking a cigarette. I'm there with my blue pitcher and a beer at McCusker's. So, uh, that went up on parental teas and, uh, it's got a really good reaction. Uh, but I also want to, you know, pay it forward to, uh, Nick who, uh, just made me this beautiful, this cool piece of art on, it's not like I went to him. I was like, Hey, uh, can you do this? He did this. He just did it. He's like, I want to make some blue mini art and showed it to me. I was like, Oh dude, I love it. So it's up on the process right now. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I got a lot of great artists, uh, who are, you know, my friends between, you know, Nick Clark, Slichter, uh, Bill Wood, uh, Howie Noel, uh, you know, so many guys, Hal Haney, you yeah. know, so my talented see, friend. I was going to say, I see your Hal Haney picture right behind you there on the right side. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I talk to him out almost daily, too, which is cool. We, we, we basically talk in memes. So. <laughs> I think that's when you made it is when you get a Hal Haney photo. That's what I'm, uh, I'm waiting for. I'm going wait, yeah. to wait till I make it there. Um, no, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's exciting. I love the design. I thought it was super dope, especially after our Van Halen conversation. Um, yeah. And I really enjoyed it, man. I thought that was pretty cool. What else is Absolutely. what else is going on, man? What else is happening in the world of the meanie? Oh well, no, I mean, I did uh, Legends of Hamburg. I got uh, Icons, yeah, wrestling this Saturday, which will be fun. Um, I'm still looking forward to going to London for the Taylor Hawkins tribute show. Any issues? Um, any issues with that? Getting you know, you have your passport. You and you and Mrs. Oh, Meanie yeah, have your passports yeah, yeah. and shit, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the first thing I checked. Um, <laughs> We got tickets, we got uh, flights, tickets, hotel, 
waiting to do that. Um, but yeah, just it, things are going well. You know, I'm enjoying the summer. What's left of it? Uh, I look. I love football, but like it makes my summer. The only thing I hate is it makes my summer fly by way yeah. too quick. Yeah. It's like already almost August. I'm just like son of a bitch. I, I had been waiting for summer to start, and now it's almost over. I know. It happens every goddamn year. Um, Dude, the kids are going back to school. Like my birthday is on Friday and then this Friday coming up and then the kids go back to school in like two weeks after that. I'm like, what the fuck? How did like with literally just like I just went back to work after my fucking, you know, paternity leave. And now it's the end of the summer. It's just nuts, man. It just it seems the older I get, the more the more the time just literally flies by. It like literally, it really pisses me off when I see the back to school shit in the store because I go, ah, fuck. Yep. I don't want to think about it. I don't think about summer being over, but you know, summer's my favorite time of the year. Even with that god, you know, with that fucking heat wave we just went oh, through. God, that was fucking brutal, dude. I'm telling you, man. Every time I got off, of, like this morning, I was late for work again because we had this we had this crazy thunderstorm last night. And yeah. at some point when I got on the train, because I take the train down here from Downingtown, I guess it was the old R5, and that's Paley Thorndale. Which is fucking stupid. And I get on the train. I'm going to Downingtown. And then right between Downingtown and Whitford, the fucking train falls on the train tracks. Actually, between between Downingtown and Malvern, a train fell down because of the storm. And they're like, oh, wait, you know, hang tight, guys. We're going to get the tree off. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And nothing happens. And we're just sitting there. It's an hour and a half going by. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck, man? So I had to get off the train. They let us off. And then Courtney had to come and pick me up so I could get my car from Downingtown and then drive to work. So it's like, and but, you know, every time I get off at 30th Street, the sun's hitting me in the back, so it's cooking me. And then when I leave yeah. 30th Street, because the sun sets in the west, and I'm in West Philadelphia, I'm fucking getting my ass handed to me again. It's brutal. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. But, you yeah, know, this is my favorite time of year. I love when I start to notice that the sun's still out. It's 8 o'clock, and the sun's still out, you know? So yeah. It, it does. It, it's been medically proven that, you know, longer days, more sunshine, leads to a better mental health. So, yeah, I mean, cause that's, yeah, it sucks when, you know, you know, people leave the house and it's dark and they come home they're going home and it's dark, you know, you don't get that sunshine, you know? Yeah. You need some of those, those sun rays to, uh, for the mental health, you know, I will say it's a lot easier to sleep on the train going into work when it's dark, you know, cause it'll be, you know, I yeah. catch the six forty five or the six fifty. way easier to go to sleep, man. When it's dark, cause you wake up and you're like, fuck man. I, the sun's finally coming up. Now everything is fine, you know, but um, Vanessa said that she's setting up pumpkin spice stuff at work. And I got to tell you, man, I'm a pumpkin spice lover. Yeah. Can't help yeah, it. I'm not as hard as I used to be. Like I used to get pumpkin spice, everything. Yeah. Well, I, that's when I was actually having them dress my coffee at, you know, Duncan. But now that I, I just straight up order it straight up black because, you know, just. I'm a bitter old man, so <laughs> I want my coffee so strong it shows up on a drug test. Nah, <laughs> I, they're like, uh, what would you like? I was like, I want to be able to punch daylight. So uh, <laughs> I used to always get the pumpkin spice stuff in there, but then I start realizing I'm asking people to make my coffee who probably don't drink coffee, right? I realize you know the you know the balance of. I don't want to sip it and go into a, a, a sugar coma. You know, it's just like, oh, my God. Diabetic shock. Just like, yeah. fuck, man. My whole body's yeah, no. shutting down. <sighs> no, thank you. No, man. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, uh, yeah, this is my favorite time of the year. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to SummerSlam. Uh, low Inside Baseball, we're recording our Friday. SummerSlam's tomorrow night. Yeah, why don't oh. we Why don't we make our, we should make this a segment when we record before pay-per-views. <laughs> You see how well we did the next week. Let's pull up the card and see what we can come up with here. Give me one second as I Google this. I'm jumping into the, the internet here, which is oh, never, never safe. Oh, yeah. All right, let's see here. Oh, I saw Cody Rhodes for a second. I got excited. All right, so here we go. Here's the official card. SummerSlam 2022. Meaning nice predictions. They might be right. They might be wrong. We're not sure yet. So the first match on this list here is Logan Paul versus The Miz. And I don't see anybody owing over but Logan Paul. Yeah. I don't They're paying that guy a lot of money. And, you know, I, I don't know how he could be the baby face in this match. They're both heels. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be a heel. That's what he keeps saying. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to be a heel. 
you, you, dude, you have no choice. They're going to make you a heel, brother. They're going to fucking. No, 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 no. He's just a natural heel. heel. There's just, I don't know him from anybody, but people just don't like him. Yes. It just, and that's not me, you know, saying I don't like him. I'm just saying people just naturally don't like him and his brother. So there's no way he's a baby face. No. Even if he tries. No. Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Manny, I'm going to let you take this one first. Uh, I, I want to go with Liv. I feel like it's the right choice. Yeah. I'm, I'm spitballing here. Yeah. Yeah, we're just because it may not be right. It may be wrong. Who knows? Yeah. Bobby Lashley versus Theory for the United States Championship. And every ounce of me wants to see Bobby Lashley beat the ever-loving shit out of Theory. Meanie, what's your call? I could kind of see this happening to Theory. Could this, like uh, Roman Reigns says, uh, Daddy's not here anymore. So... Maybe this could be like one of those uh, theory goes down a, a storyline. Well, no, he's he's. Well, look, theory's got the money to keep in the briefcase thing. So, I'll say this: if Bobby Lashley wins the United States, well, who Bobby's got the United States or yeah, Bobby's the U.S. champ. I'll say Bobby wins. Theory will try to cash in on SummerSlam night. I agree. Yeah. Pat McAfee and Happy Corbin. Hmm. I say Pat McAfee. Yep. He, he, he kind of got job. He lost that mania, right? No, he won. He beat Theory at Mania. You couldn't tell because, you know, Vince beat him up and all that shit. Right. Vince, to, Vince won that match. He kind of got jobbed out. Uh, I'm still going to go with Pat McAfee. Yeah, I think that's the right answer, too. The Mysterios versus the Judgment Day. I feel like Dominic's going to turn. I'm going to go with Judgment Day. I got to go with my boy Damian Priest. I'm still not sure I'm I'm hyped on Finn Balor in this position, though. I'm not sure he's sold on me yet. I guess because Edge was so good at it, and it yeah. made a lot of sense with Edge being in that position, and I'm still yeah. trying to get used to this idea of Finn Balor being in that role, but I think this is finally going to be the time where who knows? Maybe they're they're making it build up that Dominic's going to be the one that turns, and maybe it's Ray. Maybe it's Ray that, that turns. I don't know. I don't know. That'd be weird. Yeah, it would be I, weird. I don't see that happening, but I'm going to go with, uh, with Damian Priest and Finn Balor. A match containing all four of these guys could potentially be in a match in the future for the World Championship. Jimmy and main event Jay Uso versus the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. All of these guys are future Hall of Famers at the very least, but I could see them all being in the championship picture at some point. Who do you, who you got on this one? I say um, Uso's win. This might lead to the Street Profits splitting up. Yeah. I feel like Montez Ford's going to turn. My, my, Montez Ford has been putting on some, uh, some very good muscle mass which tells me he's preparing for a singles push right but i also don't want to discount angelo dawkins either because he's been really showing up i don't think there'll be like a turn turn i think this will just be a natural parting of the ways where they don't totally acknowledge it but they just start having more singles matches apart from each other right absolutely i could see that i mean i'm i i don't think the users are going to lose the titles i don't think there's any reason for them to lose the titles at this point um, right. Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Uh, I'm going to say Bianca. Yeah, me too. I feel like Bianca's got the story there. Yeah. Um, who do you think Seth Rollins' opponent's going to be? And this is great to fantasy book because we have no idea. I'm going to say Sami Zayn. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be disappointed by that. Um, yeah, just, uh. Sami Zayn's, you know, he's kind of a heel, but he's kind of, he kind of gets over as a, a baby face, yeah. you know, because he's naturally just goofy that you, you can't help but to cheer him a little bit. Yeah, you can't help but to, to enjoy him. Um, I'm going to yeah. go with I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt. That's my pick. I think Bray Wyatt's going to show back up, and place is going to fucking go ballistic because it's SummerSlam. Something big's got to happen, right? 
Yeah. Speaking of big here, the main event, the last man standing, last time ever, quote unquote, is what they said about The Rock and John Cena. And they ran that back a couple of times for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I'm going to say Roman Reigns because I definitely think this will be probably the last time we see Brock. So, because if he doesn't want to work without Vince McMahon, they, they very much just said who's going to be, who's winning that match because, you know, Brock consider, Brock considers Vince a father figure. He basically came back to work with Vince. He quote unquote left saying, if he's out, I'm out. And uh, I think he's coming back just to do business um, you know, do the right business with Roman, then, uh, you know, maybe right off into the sunset. It's hard for me to call it this one, to be honest with you. I've been, I've been kind of back and forth on it for a while. Um, I still have a feeling that Brock is going to go over. I don't know why. Maybe it was the action figure reveal where he had the blue and the, and the black belt together. Um, I still see more of a storyline with Roman and Cody than I do with, with Brock and Cody. Um, I don't see, uh, but the thing is, it's like, it's complicated for me because I don't see anybody holding on to the belt for much longer, right? My thought is Brock's going to win. Theory tries to cash in and Brock just fucking decimates him, just destroys him. Mm -hmm. And then Brock goes to the clash at the castle and drops one of the belts to Drew. I could see that being a potential possibility because I don't see the match with Roman and Drew. I thought Drew was working. Um, uh, what's his name? So Drew is working with Sheamus right now. They're actually, as we're recording this, they're going to have a, a match tonight, um, the Donnie Brook match, to determine who's going to face the champion at Clash that's of the Castle. Got, I, that, that's where I got confused. So I then, thought that was, I thought that was going to be at Clash of the at the Castle. My initial thought was that they were going to run back Drew and Brock. I feel like they finally had enough time in between those stories where they could run that match back in front of a live crowd. But, like you said, now that this the, the paradigm has shifted, with Vince being out, I don't necessarily see... I think Roman... I, I, I feel like it's, it's probably a safe bet to say that Roman's going to go over, and that they'll probably make him drop it to... you know, Or he'll drop it to Drew at some point. Um, but I'd be very curious. I'd be curious to know. And what's your, what are your reactions here in the pod squad? And anybody listening to us, tweet us at Mind of the Media and tell us how shitty we did with our predictions. Uh, or tell us, hey, you guys did a great job. You guys should fantasy book in the future all the time. And to you, I will say, thank you. But we uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, Big E is also in Nashville as well. Um, hopefully, he will be rested up and healed soon. Actually, you know what would be even be better? Here's going to be my prediction for Seth Rollins, MJF. <laughs> MJF yeah. walks through the door at SummerSlam. Uh, Too no, soon. yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. But you know what it's not too soon for? What's Meany? that, sir? It's a question. Are you ready to ask me? I would love to. It's time to ask me anything. Ask me something. Don't forget. Tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeanie. Tweet us at Mind of the Meanie, and you may hear your question asked on the show. We have three good questions here today. Flatbed Mike wants to know. Question for the blue guy. When John Tenta returned to the WWE and constructed the character Golga, were you there at the time? And if so, did he shave his beard off and the hair that he had left? Uh, yeah, he was there. Uh, I was there because the, um, what was the team? The, the oddities. oddities. He was there with the oddities. He, uh, no, nah, he was still full earthquake John Tenta. Which is good because I don't. Uh, anytime I see John Tenta without the beard, it kind of throws me off. It's like Bizarro John Tenta. <laughs> I have to flatbed Mike. That's my boy Mikey. He's a uh, truck driver who does a, like takes amazing videos. He travel travels all over the country. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I've known him for years, and uh, I'm, I'm glad he sent in the question. That's pretty cool. I'm gonna follow. I know him he, I, he. Yeah, he listens. Uh, he listens every week. And uh, a good friend, he's uh, he helped out with three PW back in the day. Nice. He helped, he helped save it for a little bit, uh, as long as we could keep it alive. But you know, Mikey's a good dude. Mark and Dryden's got two questions about something that we talked about earlier in the show. The first question is: So now with Hunter in charge, who from the Indies 
or AEW would you two like to see in WWE? I think we both disagreed on MJF. Yeah, yeah. uh, In the Indies. Hmm. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Definitely from AEW, I would love to see MGF, like you said, break through like he's trying to join WWE. Right, right. Where AEW and both AEW and WWE are in on it, you know? Yeah. But I would have to say MJF. Right. Because we already kind of alluded to that earlier, so it would be weird to say something else. Yeah, I think MJF is the one I think that could definitely definitely pull it off. I think at this point, if he's going to kick the door open, if anyone's going to kick the door open, it should be it should be him. So last question for you here. Matt from Dover wants to know if Paul Heyman is not the one to induct a Blue Meanie into the WWE Hall of Fame. Who would you want to induct you in the Hall of Fame? Oh, man. I mean, ultimately, I would say Al Snow. Mm. Uh, but there's a, you know, a couple people, you know, if, you know, Al's unavailable. I mean, Al, number one, because he's the reason why I'm in the business in the first place. But you can also, uh, you know, like you said, go Paul Heyman or... Uh, you know, if they, you know, they're looking to have a, uh, current roster member inducted, you know, Riddle, have Riddle put me in Riddle or, or Damian Priest because right. You know, my connect with those two talents, you know, uh, I think that would be awesome. Uh, but you know, for, you know, first and foremost, Al Snow, he's my, uh, my mentor, my big brother. And, uh, the reason why I didn't quit, you know, the, after I took my first bump, <laughs> I uh, almost gave myself some uh, shin splints, you know, but uh, yeah, definitely. It would definitely have to be Al. Yeah, I could see that, but I could, I would also see it being a very fun event to have Damien and, and, and Riddle say something nice about you during the event as well. Oh, it would be very nice. Uh, you know, Riddle, Riddle said some very nice things about me since he's been up there, you know, crediting me with, you know, being one of his coaches and stuff like that. So that's very flattering. And uh, Damian Priest is a is a good dude too. You know, they're I love them both. You know, you know, and I'm so proud of them both. Damian Priest has the scariest fucking voice I think I've ever heard in my like. Has it? it I mean, like I imagine him just always being that way. When he yeah. was like when he first got started, was there any? Because it seems so natural for him, and it seems like he's the kind of person that just has like that it when he speaks. Was it difficult for him to speak at first, like on a microphone, or was it always just kind of naturally there? Uh, he, 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 he always had this natural charisma. Uh, there's other things, you know, we worked with him on. I mean, he had already been in the business for a little bit by the time I got to him, you know, uh, but, you know, just retooling some of, you know, some of the stuff, you know, and giving him advice, you know, where with Riddle, I pretty much had to, I look at Riddle as, no, if he was a computer, I had to re rewire or reprogram his motherboard. Interesting. From from MMA to mm. pro wrestling. Yeah, because in uh, MMA you're trained not to sell. Right. You're not to you know no sell. You're you're not you're, you know you know if you're hurt you know sell it, and if somebody goes down, it's attack attack attack. Where in pro wrestling, it's good to sell. But also, if somebody takes a bump and they're selling, you gotta let them sell the for so the fans can see you know see the register you know, so it registers with the fans, you know. Where in MMA, if you see so a weakness, you, you have to attack it and try to take them out. So had to break them out of that habit of kill, kill, kill. You know, no sell, no no sell, no no sell, no sell, no sell. You know, so right. Well, what I can tell you is that we are no, we are not no selling our love for the Pod Squad and everyone who's listening to the show here. And I absolutely love our Ask Meanie segment because it gives me a chance to pick Meanie's brain a little bit more in depth than we do on the show. But don't forget to tweet us your questions at Mind of the Meanie using the hashtag Ask Meanie, and you may hear our radio voices asking and saying your name. But Meanie, <laughs> we're both going to be at Icons on Saturday. Yes. Come and bother Meanie. I'll point you in the direction of Meanie. You say hi to me. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, Meanie's over there. <laughs> and be happy to say hi to anybody. But Meanie, where can everybody find you on your social media? If you would like to follow the Blue Meanie, 
on all forms of social media. You can go follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, which eventually I'll get to uh, at Blue Meanie BWO. Uh, you can follow me on there, see my uh, daily uh, thoughts and musings. Uh, if you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Blue Meanie, where right now you can go up there and get the Meanie 1984 shirt with the wonderful artwork of Nick Clark. Uh, if you want to help support Mind of the Meanie, you can also go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Every dollar you spend there goes right back into us keeping the lights on here at Mind of the Meanie. Uh, hey, if you want to go uh, get another, uh, you know, T-shirt, go to, you know, besides, you know, prowrestlingtees.com slash Blue Meanie uh, slash Mind of the Meanie, go to collarandelbowbrand.com. It's Collar and Elbow is the wrestling brand where you can use promo code Meanie and save 10%. Uh, Rod Hicks is doing an amazing job over there since the relaunch. Uh, he's put up a really cool shirt that popped me, you know, working stiff, you know, and it, it just, it, I, I just love the artwork. And they have a, a new uh, version of their Collar and Elbow mirror, mirror logo shirt in a blue. And, you know, I'm partial to blue. So good. Collar Elbow. Collar and elbow brand.com use meanie and save 10%. Now, if you want to, if you're a beat up bearded fellow like myself and you want to look good and smell good, go to madcatbeardcare.com. Get yourself the blue spruce, uh, which I helped, uh, you know, uh, pick. You know, Josh Thornton came up with all these uh, great scents, and, you know, that was the winner. Uh, me and Mrs. Meanie, uh, we uh, smelled all the scents and we loved all the scents, but we, uh, we were like, you know, the blue spruce, that's the winner. So, and even if you're not a bearded fellow or you're a woman who has a bearded fellow in your life, go to blue, uh, go to madcatbeercare.com and get the blue spruce. All the money goes towards taking care of uh, feral cats. So if you're a cat lover like myself, uh, it's a, it's a win-win situation. Uh, and finally, uh, like we alluded to earlier, this Saturday, August 6th, I will be at the 2300 in South Philadelphia with tons of other uh, great talents. Uh, you know, I'll be at the uh, Icons of Wrestling Convention. So uh, I'll have 8 by 10s uh, limited edition posters. Uh, you have to come and see which ones I got. Uh, I'll have the Mad uh, Cat Beard Care Blue Meanie Blue Spruce Beard Oil. Uh, I'll have some BWO shirts and plenty of more items go to iconsofwrestling.net uh to get your tickets or you get your combo package and stuff like that and uh come say hello to the blue guy but more importantly uh mr bernard where, where can we follow you well thank you sir i appreciate that uh you can follow me on instagram and twitter at this is goober yes it's my handle no i'm not changing it it's a brand pal uh, you can also listen to my other show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net. I just finished up a fantastic interview that's going to air this Tuesday with the director of the documentary series that just aired on Discovery Plus, Alex Holder, uh, which is about the end of the Trump presidency and the 2020 election. It was a fascinating and fantastic conversation. I can't wait to release it. You go ahead and check it out. It'll be out on Tuesday, which is the day after this show. So stop here when you're done. If you're listening on Tuesday, and jump to my show, Foundation Radio, at foundationradio.net, or wherever you stream your favorite podcast. Go to prowrestlingtees.com slash foundationradio. Pick yourself up a shirt and support the show to help keep the lights on at the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Uh, again, this is Goober, Twitter, Instagram. Don't forget to sign up right now. Become a, a member of our pod squad at patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Mind of the Meanie. Eventually, we're going to branch out into Twitch. Feel that coming down the pipeline pretty soon. We're going to branch into some other areas where maybe do TikTok, maybe or TikTok Junior, which is now Instagram. I'm not sure yet, but we're going to figure it out. But Meanie, as always, sir, I want to thank you for your time you. and doing the show with me, the Pod Squad. I want to say thank you again for the Blue Meanie. I'm Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind of the Meanie. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. 
Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Minnie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops.